This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Look, I really wanted to work this Oscar Dansk, just Dansk pun in there this week. I couldn't do it, so here it is. Just Dansk. It's Bowie. I'm tired. So last week, when we lined up to record the perbs, flyperbole, you pervverts, however you want to be called, I am not calling you pervverts for the record. I am not calling you that. That is on the record, officially. When we lined up to record last week before our 80th technical difficulty of the past month, because we are cursed, we are a cursed podcast now, I was going to open up with, man, do the Flyers suck again? Are they terrible? What happened? And that was how we were going to lead off, because it was a miserable stretch. They lost to the Canucks in overtime in the shootout. They lost to the Flames. They lost to the Oilers. And they lost to the Stars. They lost to the Stars? Are you kidding me? I was very negative. But then, then, yeah. just one magical game later against a third-string goalie, the Flyers have restored all faith in the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> hey, look. Oscar Dance had it coming, first of all. Secondly, the Flyers look good in that game to start. And they also, they've been looking good. I just, uh, they, they got some bad luck against the Oilers, in my opinion. Craig. Is this some nerd and shit? And then just couldn't. <laughs> oh, you want the uh, the Oilers stats? Yeah. Let me uh, get down there. <laughs> let me, let so, me get my protractor out see. and uh, show you how uh, hockey's actually played. <laughs> let me get my glasses on, yeah. Listen, my eyes tell me my one thing. Out, kiss the Flyers lost as the game. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> that of course was a joke because why shots fifty two to twenty two radio talk about the Flyers? Come on. <laughs> shots fifty two to twenty two. Corsi four percentage sixty four point seventy one. Seventy seven point fifty five expected goals for percentage. Uh eighty five to thirty seven shot attempt count in all situations, not shots on goal, shot attempts. So shots on goal, missed shots, block shots. First time recording eighty five shot attempts in all situations oh, wow. since they had eighty nine in a two to one win over the Panthers 2017, on March second, twenty seventeen. So it's been a minute. Uh Yep, March second, twenty seventeen is the last time they had eighty five. There are shot babies in the born that year. From what I found on Natural Stat Trick, and then there, there are plenty of two. No, the flight toddlers. Yeah, two year, yeah, two flight, year olds, two and a half year olds just listen to Paul Perla. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got the name. I the forgot that it's okay, twenty. I'll hang up. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Uh, 77.55 expected goals, 4% at 5-5 five five. is the first time it's happened since a 5-2 win over the Sabres on April 1st, 2014. So they haven't posted that high. They haven't dominated that much of uh, like the high danger chances in a game since they beat that Sabres team. And if you don't remember that Sabres team, that was 2013-14. That was in the midst of their tanking, gearing up to try and get McDavid and high-end player like Dolly and two. And that was a, so not a real hockey team essentially is the last Big time the hockey team. dominated team like that. Uh, and then 
<laughs> it's their highest five and five quarter four percentage since uh four to one loss to the devils on january 21st 2017 uh which i was in attendance for so um yeah so that they did pretty good against you it's just miko kowski made a bunch of saves and then uh connor mcdavid just capitalized with literally no room uh to make a play pretty frustrating game and it's like the it's an example of just the type of losses the Flyers have had continuously over the last couple of years. So last Wednesday night, going into Thursday, it was it was real fun uh, on on Flyers Twitter. It felt like because it felt felt like we were about to watch the same team we've been watching for a while now. And then they go out and have kind of the same game on Saturday. Not quite the same. Like the st- the shot counts look bad, but the 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 game was a little bit closer than it looked in the first period I guess and then the third period you knew the stars were going to sit back and just you know just try and fight off the uh all the flyers chances so i i really thought they were going to lose on monday too but i guess playing against Dansk helped a lot and uh they look pretty they look, good, they look good on monday too i think they're playing pretty well right now i don't have Not too, too many, many complaints with this team i don't know how everybody else feels i there's really not one person well there's one person <laughs> but it's tyler Pitlick. but nobody else really i've noticed even hag hag is still you know hag but when i go back and i do the rewatches he's not making as many bad plays i feel like i feel like this is he's kind of playing like how we felt about like Weiss Man, last year when the flyers were off really bad where deal Weiss. Yeah, he's still there. And, well, and also, like, Dale Weiss, we all hated, and he did suck. But last year, at the beginning of the year, when the entire team sucked, it wasn't his fault, if that makes sense. That's kind of how I feel about Hag right now is he's he's playing better than you would expect Robert Hag to play, but it's not still Acceptable. amazing, I guess. Um, but besides that, uh, besides that, I really kind of like the whole team, uh, how everybody's playing. Uh, Steven, I don't like the losses. Anything you don't like out there? Losses? No. Um. I. Well, yeah. You know, I, I will say I've had a, a couple nitpicks <laughs> with Braun, but it's still miles ahead of where McDonald was. He, he's not Braun McDonald, is, but yeah. man, I mean, and look, I know it was McDavid, but in oh, that yeah. Edmonton game when McDavid played him, it's it was just like yeah, it, oh, he just kind of laid down and died and accepted his fate. <laughs> and he's had there's been a couple goals this year where Brown's taken away the goalie's eyes and there's been a couple where he loses the the puck battle in front and they, they score off that uh, he's made a lot of like little I mean he's made a bunch of good little plays and I think right now his play driving numbers are fine so I don't as long as he's on the right side of uh, the puck possession numbers I really don't give a shit he's like him and Niskanen I realize with state home defensemen are just Every defensive play is pretty much a coin flip, like a puck battle in front or a clear and everything. So the less coin flips they have to endure, meaning you, your team's actually driving play when they're out there, I'm, I'm fine with that. So if he's out there and they're over 50, Corsi 4%, and expect the goals 4%, percentage, I'm, I'm fine with Braun. I think Braun would be the one I would have to complain about the most. The other guys, I'm not worried about JVR. I'm not worried about uh, Drew. I'm not... I'm not really worried about ghosts. What about either. Jake I was Voracek, about that huh? earlier on? Huh? But, what does that um... guy even do? And I've been blocked. <laughs> yeah, just a... yeah. <laughs> we're we're always my account well, technically I, is I, not been blocked by Jake Voracek at this time. 
All right, well, you got to work on that. What have you? How is that? I, I don't. Have you tweeted him, about him ever? Do it, which, of course, means that a fly purpley listener is going to at him in a tweet tomorrow when they listen to this and go, "Hey, uh, hey, Jake, why have oh, you yeah, blocked this?" Oh yeah, it's He's going to completely insult us. Just go, "What a bunch of losers!" And then block us. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like Guy Fieri sucks, and then just. I don't block care for so, flavor. Time. As of right now, was it ten o'clock? <laughs> Once they were not blocked, but come sorry, ten a.m. tomorrow, we're going to be blocked. He's like, I mean, Jake's looked all right. Not too bad. That's that's my analysis of Jake. He's looked all right. Not too bad. <laughs> I will say, I, yes, I was a big fan of Joel Fairbairn. That on was ex- and I it liked was just him very and exciting. Up. And it's so funny because before we recorded this one, I was definitely going to complain about why Farabee wasn't up because. His first professional, he scored yeah. a bunch. What did he score? Four goals with the Phantoms. I think he three had goals and three goals and an assist. I, had, I think he was a point per, and he had a that ridiculous, ridiculous goal, goal too to start with the, the season. From Phil so Lyons he was doing all right. Be up, but I mean, but <laughs> especially up, yeah. <laughs> was a guy who needed to be up just because the the Flyers' offense wasn't bearing chances and and needed. I, I think you could agree they need a little bit of a spark going into that that Vegas game and. Man, he fit right yeah, in. Yeah, And also, the bottom six was getting absolutely murdered. Uh, they got murdered against the Flames. They got murdered. I think they did pretty shitty against the Canucks, too. And then they um, didn't do... Well, I think they did all right against the Oilers. Everybody did. But the, the bottom six needed different people in there. Because, like I already mentioned, Tyler Pitlick has been doing that great. Bunneman just wasn't ready for the, the league. And Twerinsky is pretty much... Was only up here because he fit the role that I think AV wanted to add or they wanted to add to the roster early on. And he just, yeah, but they needed to bring somebody up. And I, I think he was obviously the right choice. And uh, yeah, I mean, he played pretty well. Uh, let's look at his numbers here. He had uh, zero points, but he had three shots on goal in 14, 35 on a line with Hayes and Lawton against uh, Vegas uh, as a line. They had a 57.14 course, four percentage and a 70.42 expected course, uh, expected goals, four percentage. He had two shots, three shot attempts at five on five. Uh, I think, I mean, we had been talking about too when Patrick came back. I thought that was when Farabee was going to be called up. I'm glad they called him up earlier, and I'm also glad they called up Veroviev because this feels like a this that felt that Stars the having the Oilers game and the Stars game back to back felt like a situation with Hackstall and Hackstall in years past where if we had endured those nonsensical losses we would have just been screaming on twitter about how we need to call up the good young kids and then av and fletcher are like yeah we should probably call up the good young kids like they they actually went out and they did it and they addressed the bottom six immediately and actually called up players to make sure the shitty players were still credit. playing so i like credit on that front they, they yeah really i mean the, i think the the fan needs in those areas and i i I mean, so far, Big Al and his ass crew. <laughs> By the way, explaining that, I mean, explaining that to I... Charlie and the rest of the BSA Radio <laughs> crew was just amazing in our Slack chat yesterday. Amazing. I just, yeah, I could just when he when Charlie asked where did Big Al and the ass crew come from, I just knew what. I, I, he's he's too straightforward to understand the best where the hell part it comes is, from. <laughs> and, uh, the best part is everybody yeah. expected it to just be a play on assistant coaches, and I was like, oh no 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 no, there, there's so much more to that. Is 
too much asshole and uh and also that's the name of their morning talk show it's it's a lot guys i know my mind is messed up and weird and you don't want to go there but uh no big al killing it so far i mean again a couple tough losses uh that edmonton one was really bad and i think a lot of people were worried that it was kind of a same old hack stuff but i mean they're they're just a Mm -hmm. much more exciting team so far they're much more fun to watch i'm you know it's it's been an enjoyable season so far yeah and honestly i'm not i'm trying to get too excited now which is a weird thing to say uh, about the flyers but it is only seven games and also, I have no idea what to make of the, I mean, we'll talk about it right now, because uh, the, the Nolan Patrick injury, according to Dave Isaac, uh, Wednesday, today, was the first day that Nolan Patrick was part of a session from start to end. It's a good sign. However, it kind of looked like he may have been making progress a week or two ago, and now we still aren't quite sure when he's going to be coming back. Don't know what the time is with, timeline is with Nolan Patrick, but when he comes back, that means the third line could be um, JVR, Patrick Farabee, oh, yeah. and they rolled three lines on Monday. Yeah, they rolled three lines on Monday that played three lines played nine minutes or more at even strength, uh, and they all did pretty damn well. And there's a way that Patrick could come back, and then they could also call up Frost and drop Lawton to the fourth line. But I, I don't think that would work with the cap. They'd have to figure something out. But you could have. What even is the salary cap? Drew, Does it exist? Is it a real thing? Drew. Ed Snyder used to say it was fake. So, you know, it, it kind of was for a while. I mean, I wish there was no salary cap and we still had Comcast money to play with because it would be it would be nonsensical. I, I've used that word three times already. I can't think of another word right now. So you're going to I'll probably read five times before they the end. The word is nonsensical, <laughs> which means lacking sense. No sense to be found. <laughs> Craig uses it to describe the Philadelphia Flyers. Using it to describe everything. Uh, Drew Hayes Voracek, Limblom Couture Konechny, Frost Patrick Farabee, uh, Raffle Verobi of Lawton. Is there any part of that lineup you do not like? I am a fan of the lineup you named, Craig. Yeah, so I, again, I don't think that would... They have to figure out something with the cap right now. But also, I... Switching to another topic real quick, Stewart. Let's talk about Chris Stewart real quick, because uh, that was a big deal last week. Uh, signed a one-year deal, 750K. Uh, suited up against the Flames. He's played against the Flames, uh, the Stars, and the Golden Knights so far. He's got uh, one assist. He assisted on a raffle goal last night. He's got three total shot attempts and five penalty minutes because he fought Alexiak. Uh, plus two, and he's averaging 743 a night. The fourth line the other night, too, dominated. Uh, they were only on the ice for like six minutes, but they scored two goals and they drove play pretty well. So if if he's part of a fourth line with Verobiev and Raffle, I think Verobiev and Raffle can carry him enough that him being the twelfth forward shouldn't be an issue. I don't really care that much about Stewart being on the team. This isn't like previous guys. Like we I, we already addressed Av and Fletcher quickly calling up the good players and the minors. So this I don't think this is a thing like last year where we had to sit here and watch the Oilers and Stars losses week after week, and then we had Frost and Farabee down there, and then A.V. is going to throw out Stewart for 15 minutes a game. Like, I like it's, he, I don't, he doesn't have the same feel as how Laterra is going to be handled or how Vandevelde was handled. It feels like he's going to get 12-minute minutes, and I don't think he's – I mean, I don't think he's played a 4-4 yet. He's obviously not played with special teams. If he's a 12 forward and Verbiev and Raffle can just help him 
like just stay in the offensive zone on the fourth line for five minutes a game. I really don't care. I don't know. I, so I, I'd still prefer for Tyler Pitlick to be the low man on the totem pole here, but yeah. but it could be Laterra. It could be worse. Oh, I would also scary. ideally, I mean, ideally, I would have I want like Nak or Rubsoff or Kasha as the twelfth forward. But I'm not going to lose my mind if Stewart's up. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to hate this team because Stewart's playing five minutes a night, and it's not Nak playing five minutes a night. Uh, it, there's no. I, they want. I don't think they would call it Frost to play on the bottom line. I don't think they would do it's that. It's not Rubsoff. ideal. It's not ideal, but it's not terrible at the same time. It, it's kind of nice because it, it almost satiates the bloodlust from the the upper level fans, essentially. Where <laughs> I mean, he's already oh, yeah, got a couple yeah. fights, and you know, who do you fight, Alexiak in the Stars game? Yeah, and pretty much just like. Uh, they, they just ended up like hugging each other and falling down at the end. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good fight. For I just, nah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're looking for not a lot of connections and then just a, a nice tense hug as you do fall to the ice. That's what a fight. That's what we're hoping for is in the fights now. But I, I don't know. I'm fine with Stewart. I am already over Pitlick. I going back and rewatching the games. I'm over Pitlick <laughs> for a lot of reasons, but I, I don't know. I'm not going to lose sleep with uh, Stewart on the team. And honestly, I hope they, if they can do that lineup I was just talking about, I mean, I caramba. That team, that team could dance. Karumba. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be. the Bart a, Simpson well now? Mm-mm-mm. That's going to be a, that's going to be a tough team to play at five on five, in my opinion. So, that, uh, and defensively, uh, yeah. I mean, Brown's really the only one whose game I haven't, been a big fan of. I mean, I want Ghost to start contributing more offensively, uh, but I feel like Provorov, Provorov and Niskanen have been fine. Niskanen got burned against the Stars, obviously. <laughs> he looked real bad on a couple goals, but but he's looked pretty he's good. Been... Otherwise, I mean, he scored a couple goals and yeah, scored a couple goals outside of the Stars made... game. I think he's looked re- actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, making a lot of nice defensive plays, uh, breaking up a couple odd man rushes. Seems to get the puck out pretty easily of the defensive zone. I mean, there's really not much to hate with his game yet. And Niskanen and Braun, honestly, for me, I am just going to be biased because if they are, if they're able to be paired with somebody or able to drive play and just keep the puck and the other teams end of the ice, the whole game, I think that's really all that matters for me. Cause Braun and Niskanen are going to be on the ice for goals against, and they're going to look bad in some goals against, but like I was saying, I think it's more like a coin flip type thing. Like half the time they're going to make those plays, half the time. they're not, I don't know. I'm fine with uh, how everybody's played so far. <laughs> Hart, I will say, uh, apparently Elliot's going on Thursday against Chicago. I'm fine with that. We talked about that on the forecast too about how I thought uh, they should put. I thought they Elliot should get another start here or there. Or turns out he's getting two this week. He might. He's probably going to get three this week. Actually, now I don't know, I'm fine with that because he played pretty well on Monday. Gang, Flyers land. It's time to freak out because Carter Hart's a bust and Brian Elliott's your new starter. Heard it here first, baby. Fly this is, of course, if if Fly Perbly was a traditional radio show, that's what we'd be saying. But <laughs> oh yeah, it's already this is terrible because it's already setting the roots for a Wentz Foles argument where we have to oh, talk about Elliot. God, yeah, you know, don't Thomas, even get yeah. me started on that. But it, it look, this is Fly Perbly. Uh, despite our name <laughs> rhyming with hyperbole and, you know, going with that, we actually have some of the most measured takes on this team, usually. And, uh, no, I'm not concerned about uh, Hart 
being, you know, I like how you... taking a couple games and I'm nipping this in the bud, Craig. Nip it in the bud. I just like how you jumped out and you're like, oh, this is a, this is a fly perfectly. Like somebody was switching through radio stations and they didn't know what they were listening to at first. You're listening <laughs> to fly perfectly. I'm Steve. This is Craig. It's the top of the hour. We're going to have Meredith with the news break soon and then the weather. But first, let's talk about controversy with the Philadelphia Flyers. We've got Ray from South Philly on the line. Ray, what are your thoughts? So, yeah, we're not that show. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, am I supposed to be Ray? You are Ray, yes. You can do a South Philly accent, right? I, I cannot. You, I think you, didn't you do a better uh, Philly boy, Roy? When we were doing? I can do a Philly boy, Roy. Yeah. I cannot. I, I can just talk like my neighbors, too. I can just be like, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Get out of here, you asshole. Uh, that's actually not quite right, but, you know, I'm. I, I haven't good. been around. Uh, uh, yeah. I, talk to me after I've sat on my stoop for Halloween and I see our friend the rat return to get some candy and we'll be good. You should dress up as our friend the rat for Halloween. That's I, my suggestion. I don't think I haven't considered it. Don't okay. think I haven't considered it. Do you guys want lined <laughs> up for a, I got, I mean, I'm not. You got anything lined up? You got a Andy Dwyer, clearly. Oh, okay. I have a mouse rat shirt. I've met little Sebastian this year. I'm good. <laughs> you did the trick. I met a miniature pony, which I'm just calling. I, they're Sebastian. all a little Sebastian to me. Yeah. They're all a little Sebastian. So we showed up at the at the the goat farm we stayed at. True story. And uh, I, the first thing I see is this miniature pony. I'm like, oh, it's little Sebastian. <laughs> all right, getting back on track. Getting yeah. back on track with the hockey talk that people are here for. The people crave. People like the hockey talk. Elliot. The first hour of flyperbole, the preferred hour of flyperbole <laughs> per that one listener. Uh, it's a great podcast for an hour. Still my favorite review besides uh, they love Scott Lawton too much. But anyway, Carter Hart, Brian Elliott getting a couple starts. I think it's good. Get Carter Hart kind of balanced. I think he, he yeah. had a couple shaky games, which is going to happen when you play Connor McDavid and Justin Braun's just laying down and dying for him. Yeah. And he, I mean, and honestly, some of the goals against the stars weren't great. I mean, that Corey Perry goal uh, wasn't the best, uh, but also, yeah, like you said, he's not, He's a little shaky right now. There's really, I don't have a problem giving him Elliott starts, more starts here in the beginning of the year. And he's going to get plenty down the stretch because the Flyers have all the back to backs. And they're, like, they're the only team, it's a little fun fact, they're the only team that has a back to back for the rest of the year. I don't know if people know that, but every single, the rest of the season is nothing but back to backs. Two out every three days. It's going to be nothing but fucking hockey. So get used to it. <laughs> Nothing but fucking hockey. Nothing. That's actually the Flyers' <laughs> new slogan for the year. Nothing but fucking hockey. Should we? You want to talk about? You want to talk about more the, about these kids? Joel Faraby, Verobiev, Torinsky, Bunneman. The big moves. Uh, Faraby and Verobiev coming up. Torinsky and Bunneman down. I wasn't either. I was shocked. I, I was not expecting Verobiev to come up. I'll be honest. Played out last I year. was. Yeah. But I and I will say I I'm happy that they did because I think Verobi is a better Verobi is more of a player I want to see in the bottom six than than Torinsky. Uh, I mean Torinsky is fine. I just Verobi seems like a responsible two way player that put him out there for a couple minutes a night. It, it doesn't seem like he's going to burn you, and uh, that's why if you put a, a fourth line of Verobi of Ralph and Lawton out there, I think there, there's really not much to complain about that fourth line. Uh, Against the, the Golden Knights, one assist, one shot on goal, plus three in 936 time on ice. 
On a line with Ralph and Stewart, as a line, they had a 63.64 Corsi 4 percentage, 68.29 expected goals 4 percentage. Almost very nice. And then also two goals in 549. Uh, and he had a uh, shot on goal, two individual shots, two takeaways uh, at 5 on 5 as well. I, I don't know. I like him. I like his play a lot. He did really have two kind of bad stints up here last time. And I don't even know if they're necessarily bad. It just seemed as though Hacksaw was slowly taking away his responsibilities on the ice. <laughs> he was just giving him less and less ice time. And uh, eventually he just got demoted. So hopefully he stays up. I, I really wouldn't mind Verobiev being the fourth line center all year, if we're being honest. I don't know how likely that is. but I mean, I'm, what is uh, Scott Watton going to do if that happens? I'm about it. I... Well, actually, that would that would necessitate Nolan yeah. Patrick well, skating. Well, probably kill him. But... <laughs> I can't dunk on the guy too hard. He's got literal migraines, yeah. so it's. But at the same time, it's like if a, a basketball goes to the rim and hits his head, yeah, you don't want to dunk. You don't want to dunk. No, I. I mean, I get Lawton playing the wing really isn't Lawton played the wing on on Monday, and it wasn't the worst. I really wouldn't mind Lawton playing on the wing, especially if it means. I mean, if that means one last spot for a Stewart or Terinsky type to have to fill in, or if it means Pitlick's on the bench, pick a lane, Craig. <laughs> so and Chris Stewart, pick a lane. <laughs> I like Chris Stewart. I just, I, I'm fine with Chris Stewart. I just would prefer a guy. I, I want NAK, Vorobiev, and uh, or like Rupsov or Kashe as the 12th forward. But I'm fine with Stewart. If Stewart helps uh, some of the fans that love fighting. To stay on board, or whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. That's fine. That's another flyer <laughs> slogan for the years. That's I don't give stand. a shit anymore. Pitlick. That's fine. Yeah, that's whatever. Call what you want. Uh, Pitlick, I yeah, feel like I'm done with. He's just. I feel like he can't even do the little things right. Going back and watching, like you know how they say, "Get pucks deep." He gets pucks deep. I felt like I saw two or three times where he just failed to get the puck deep, and then like he just keeps losing board battles and. Makes a bunch of these like dangerous plays. Maybe not Chucky two trades. Turnovers. Way. I don't know. He. Yeah, I was. I mean, yeah. And I guess if you were, if you know Hartman wasn't coming back, you did get something for it. But again, I just that a million dollars in cap space for a team that has about a hundred and thirty in cap space. I think hundred and thirty. Yeah, hundred and thirty thousand three hundred and thirty-five in cap space. Be kind of nice right now, but. Wouldn't mind having a 15 forwards. Pitlick will be the third extra forward on the team. That's fine. We'll work with it. Uh, and then Faraby, zero points, three shots on goal, and 14.35. Yeah, we already said this one. Twerensky, he had one goal and four shots in four penalty minutes, averaging 9.52 a night uh, in his first stint with the Flyers. 42.57, Corsi, four percentage, 46.9, expected goals, four percentage. Uh, and then Bunneman just... Bunneman just looked real bad. I don't know. Bunneman looked like he w- isn't ready to be in the NHL yet. I, f- I, see- I could see a path for how it could be a reasonable, beneficial forward in the NHL. He just he just didn't show it this time. It was just too early for him. Well, they were both I- I think surprises to even make the team, and that only happened because they had strong yeah. goals. I- it's one of those situations where, looking back, you have to wonder if the coaching staff was – kind of fooled by just strong preseason performances and didn't actually go with the best players. Well, I mean that, and also the cap, I, they, I don't, I don't think they, I think they want to fair be up here the whole time, despite whatever that scene was on behind the glass. I, I, I just think they, they just couldn't have fair be. And, um, 
and Vorobiev up at the same time. I have to go back and look at that, but uh, and also the yeah, I, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Trotsky and Bunneman did have good camps. You're right, and uh, but it's I mean it, it just kind of seems like madness that they would make the team over Faraby and they couldn't make the cap work. I don't know. It just right. kind of it seems weird. It seems weird. That's all I'm saying. It seems weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, yeah, I wonder when, I think now the question is, when do Myers and Frost get called up? Because those are, Frost those is starting the to next hit, two uh, guys. Myers. And Myers, I mean, Myers always looks good with the Phantoms. I know he had some periods last year where he wasn't. Yeah, Myers. Uh, he struggled a little bit, but I mean, consistently, though, he is one of the stronger players down there. Yeah, I mean, his mobility is really good in that league. I think he struggles a little bit up here with decision-making, or at least that's what was going on this preseason looked like. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm all for him coming up. And uh, I, I wouldn't mind him coming up and being the seventh – or the sixth and making uh, Hag the seventh. Or Marin. I wonder if Marin's going to get action. I know they're starting soon, to talk about well. it. And, and uh, like, they're very aware that he needs to get some action. But at the same time, it's like – I, yeah. I just don't really see a good spot for it. The only person he really slots in well for is Robert Hag. Yeah, and it's it's going to come down to, I think it's going to come down to either Hag or Braun are playing poorly uh, during a stretch where the Flyers are losing games and looking bad. And then AV needs to, AV needs to do to the defense pretty much what he just did to the bottom six and kind of pump some new blood in there. And I think... Uh, I think Morin will be the answer there, and maybe even Myers from the the AHL. But I think, I, I mean, at this point, like we've been, I feel, I feel like we talk like about Morin every other I, week I, now. Well, we talked yeah. about him just because of the Morin Mafia, but we, <laughs> I, yeah, we gotta keep him. I mean, <laughs> keep I him like on the toes. This, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> at this point, for, here. for Myers to come up, it's gonna have to be Niskanen or Braun that goes down because they really seem to like having the righties in there. Yeah, that is true. The handedness and Marin. I think that's a little yeah. silly. Yeah, I guess that'll but be, I also that'll see be a good argument. From a coaching standpoint. Yeah, and it's, it feels like the team is pretty much going for that idea right now after the additions of Niskanen and Braun as two steady right. guys in their own well, end. So I think they like that. I like the handedness too. I like I it. Do. But I, think I think it's that a little, does help in a, a lot. A little of overrated. Yeah. yeah, a little overblown. overblown. But at the same time, I yeah. think they also like them for just having that steadying impact, especially when you have so many offensive defensemen like the Flyers do. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's 100% the right thinking on that, but at the same time, you know, I, I get it. I get the strategy. You have a guy who takes risks and you have another guy who sits back. And when you have those guys that aren't Andrew McDonald doing that, you you tend to be a little more successful. Like, it, it, they had the thinking with yeah. McDonald, but, you know, he just sucked. Hot yeah, and he also liked to just Hot not – he just <laughs> he just also was just not a fan of being positionally sound. By the way, should we talk about McDonald real quick? Actually, I'll make a point that you were just saying about the handedness too and why uh, Marin may not be the replacement for Braun because one of the big changes early on in the season on defense has been they went from uh, Braun, Niskanen, and Pro or Provorov, Braun, and Sandheim, Niskanen to – I think last game was Provorov, Niskanen – Sanheim Braun. So they did keep the left right combination together in the top four. They just rotated one guy to the second pair. Uh McDonald. You want to talk about McDonald? Got McDonald and Lucas Pisa news. Baby. Both the Lucas Pisa news kind of feel bad for him. But let's talk about Andrew McDonald real quick. 
Uh, Andrew McDonald signed a deal with SC Burn in Switzerland's NLA, NLA their National League A. Feel their top the burn. Uh, oh, <laughs> hashtag Burn City, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Other players on SC Burn. Uh, Mark Arcabello, uh, fan favorite. Everybody remembers him. Uh, Jan Merzik, the only other Slovenian hockey player besides Anze Kopitar. I know there are other ones, but he's the only other one everybody says after Anze Kopitar. Vincent Proplan. So they've got a plan this Ooh. season. Andrew Ebbett, Simone Moser, and then Kali Anderson. Yeah, I slept it in there. You heard it. Uh, Lucas Pisa went from not having a job two days ago to signing a deal with the Ducks yesterday. For one year, 750K, the Ducks were like, why don't you go play hockey in San Diego? A nice, beautiful city in the AHL. No pressure of the NHL. And Spies was like, that, that actually sounds, sounds delightful. That they sounds put them through good. waivers. Yeah, that sounds like the best job in hockey. Or in just in put life. Through waivers? Not bad, yeah. Anything in San Diego. But yeah. especially like <laughs> hockey in San Diego. Like, it just sounds wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and put them through waivers? And then the fucking, fucking Jets claim him. So now oh. he's going to have to go to Winnipeg in a really tense situation with some expectations. And yeah, by the way, uh, so Dustin Bufflin's still out there. Myers is gone. Uh, Truba went to New York. So their defense on Cap Friendly as of right now is Josh Morrissey, Dmitry Kulikov, Neil Pionk, Vili Hainola, Carl Dahlstrom, Tucker Pullman, Anthony Potato, and Lucas Pisa. Which, um, that, that's a fucking rough defense right there. Yeah, that's One, not great. Especially two, when you go from having a buffering to having guys. that. Yeah. And four of these guys are just noted, not great. Like, Kulikov, Pionk's still young, but he hasn't been great so far. Kulikov's noted, notably bad. Like, I'm waiting for Kulikov to get traded to the Penguins sometime this season. Uh, Anthony Potato, is he's just a six or seven defenseman who doesn't really make a case to be any better. And then we all know who Lucas Pisa is. <laughs> so it's not, I, man, the jets are, this was supposed to be the season. I thought it, it was probably the last for Paul Maurice. He was probably on the hottest of seats or I thought he was going to be. It felt like this was a make or break season for them where they needed to make some progress after the way the postseason ended last year. And then, Issues with Line A and Connor not signing until the very end of the all season, and then everything with the defense, and it's gonna kind of suck being a Jets fan right now. <laughs> not great. Got the team back. Got the team back, but you know, kind of sucks at the moment. Uh, what? That, that that's Andrew McDonald. They're going back to today's defense. Yeah, they're like, there's really not anybody. Like I was saying, everybody seems to be playing fine, which is a weird thing for me to say, and for this podcast to be the thing be, saying because it's just. I like bitching. We're used to bitching. This team's usually there's a lot of stuff to pick on with this Craig team, and there still is. I like bitching. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's the name I of your do. autobiography, <laughs> bitching. And then it's just there's no, it's just nothing but one one sentence complaints. Like this book's dumb. I don't like writing. This this room smells like all these terrible things that don't relate aren't a story. That'll be my book. Where That'll am be my I? Auto book. <laughs> huh? Autobiography by Craig Forsyth. <laughs> I, I <laughs> just me complaining. Well, yeah, that would too. And then I would have to get a couple more sales. I, I probably couldn't make the book. It was just me and you reading it. But uh, <laughs> other guys, Bonamit, Twarinsky. Yeah, I mean that's. I hope Faraby and Roby are up to stay now for the rest of the season. Uh, and then, like I was saying, I I hope Frost is the next big move up front for the forwards. Uh, and then if that happens, I, I think. 
I don't see how they wouldn't just go those lines I said. And if those are the four lines, the team should roll. So offensively, at least. Uh, hopefully, you know, Carter Hart will figure out if anything's going wrong with him, he'll figure it out. And then the uh, defense doesn't look uh, doesn't look too bad right now either. Top play driving team in the league. It's early, that's, but that's wild. Like when they show that play is, driving charts yeah. that I never typically understand. I usually the, the one thing I do understand is the Flyers are usually uh, on the bad end, the bad and boring end, and seeing bad them and boring, in yeah. the upper right in the fun and exciting is like and good is really just it's it's a little yes. terrifying, a little frightening. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna say some of these charts, yeah, you don't really need to understand the stats. It's just when they have the corners marked, and it's just the Flyers way and the top of the corner that says good by themselves. They're like up there with the, the hurricanes on. who have been killing it. And it's just like, yeah. oh, wait, is this right? <laughs> and you know, again, it's all about sample size. So seven games, not the most, but it backs up the idea that they do look different this year. It looks like they are going out and taking at the teams rather than sitting back, especially with leads late in the game. So if they keep doing that, they, they've shown they, they have the skill to go and do that. It's just whether or not, they can keep doing it for the rest of the year. I don't know if AV doesn't seem like a guy that would kind of let that slip away from the team. By the way, let's talk about AV real quick because let's talk about the Ranger season because I haven't been keeping too many tabs on my. I just know everybody's losing so their mind. We're talking about like where the Flyers are in that chart. The Rangers are at the opposite end of that chart, the very, very bottom. They're almost below the chart if that would be possible. And. Apparently, Quinn is not playing Capacaco. They put down Kraftsoff and uh, Philip Hedel into the AHL. Rangers fans are losing their mind. It's a be- it's fucking awesome. It's so good to see. Wow. And after the whole summer, they're like, oh, AV's going to play Chris Stewart all night, and Ryan Strom's going to kill it as our second line center. There's no flaws on our team. and They're going to send Girardi. Henrik Lundqvist isn't 5,000 years old. What could, ha- what's could be? What could go wrong with this season? And then for it's a good-looking 5,000 for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He's... It's a, it's a good-looking, like, 37, but it's a really good-looking 5,000. <laughs> I don't. Why, why doesn't he just retire and just go do beautiful people things? Like, what is he going to do with the Rangers? They're not winning this year, and he is older. Just go. I don't know. Well, go do anything. Go hang out with Yager. Even yeah, Yager is just playing hockey for fun, having the time of his life. I think he owns the team, and then uh, he gets to play hockey. I think he said when he plays hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Lundqvist's entire re- entire retirement is just going to be. Uh, he sleeps for eight hours a day, and then the other sixteen hours a day is him riding on a horse on a beach with like an unbuttoned white. So he's going to be Fabio. That's what I feel like. Yeah, he's going to be Fabio, except I don't know, like, at, sexier, sexier, better at life. Okay, yeah. so Fabio but sexier. I have you on the record calling <laughs> Henrik Lundqvist Fabio but sexier. Fine, that's well. Yeah, go ahead. You can you can I, share that. I don't think that's really a bad opinion. I would name that. I would name the episode that, but we might get blacklisted on Apple Podcasts again. Oh, we will absolutely. If we got Canadian birthday, suit. Canadian birthday suit, got yeah, and Apple, Apple like, no, like, thank you. So oh, that's, we... that's too racy for Apple. We're not. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, Apple will lose their uh, collective shit. Yeah, we. Can, I guess maybe we, we can do sneak that, in but... Fabio, but hotter. They might. They might take that. Um, but it's not, it doesn't have the it doesn't uh, have the punch of the sexier. Wait a second. Wait, have you seen Henrik Lundqvist in person? Because I'm talking to the person I would need to talk to if I wanted to get 
Because you've met, met Fabio, Fabio. Haven't you? I have the, the schlubby picture. I'm the schlubby we, picture uh, to prove it. Have you ever t- talked about this on? We had to have talked about it on here before. I actually can't recall if I have. But oh my God. essentially, for, for the people listening that don't know what the hell we're talking about, uh, back <laughs> in my, my intern days, I so I interned for close to a year on uh, what is now 97.5 The Fanatic, but at the time was uh, 950 Philly Sports Radio. And uh, oh, baby. I interned on a show with uh, some guy from Texas and uh, ex-Jets backup quarterback Glenn Foley, whose shtick on the show was sausage, egg, and cheese sandwiches. So that's, that's a One good day show. he made sausage, egg, and cheese sandwiches in the studio and filled it up with smoke so John DeBella... Uh, came down the hallway from WMGK and went, what the hell are you guys doing in here? That was good. <laughs> good stuff. That was good stuff. Uh, but one day, we, I, I came in and my producer on that show said, uh, Steve, guess what? We actually have a guest. And we were, we were a sad sack show. Uh, getting a guest was a big get for us. <laughs> Any guest. We, I think we were one of the three lowest rated morning shows in Philadelphia. And this is like, including like, like, like Christian preaching shows and stuff like that. Like we were one of the lowest rated easily. And it was like, Oh, a guest. And I was like, who, who the hell did we get for a guest? And he's like, I, I'll give you like three. I, I was like, I'm not going to guess. Just tell me what it is. And he goes, <laughs> it's Fabio. And I'm like, Fabio on a sports talk show. We have Fabio. So yeah, we, we had Fabio on our, our, our shitty Philadelphia morning sports talk show and uh, asked him questions like, uh, yeah, Fabio, uh, are you married? He goes, I'm not crazy. And then uh, what was the, what was the other one? It was, uh, oh, uh, so Fabio, what kind of, uh, what kind of sports do you like? And he's like, oh, American football is my favorite sport it is the manliest of sports. So, you know, exactly the answers you'd expect. Of Fabio. Yeah. The ideal answers you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fabio, though, like afterwards, I was just like, well, I'm never going to get an opportunity to take a weirder picture than this one, I think. So, yes, I have to get a picture with Fabio. <laughs> I, and I'm like 23 years old. Uh, not I didn't shower that morning because I had to wake up at like 4 a.m. to get to the radio station by six. And it's, it's just like schlubby as hell. And it's it's great. One of my favorite pictures. I should get it. It is a very good picture. I, I do enjoy the picture. At the office. I legitimately thought the picture was fake the first time I saw it. That's how good it is. It's so, so. good. It's so good. Uh, and uh, I I also enjoyed that just before we had him take a picture with. Uh, it's, I, it's funny that I used Meredith for our fake uh, our, our fake news update because Meredith was uh, the woman on our show who did the news updates. And, <laughs> <laughs> she well, she, she was huge too. She's, she, I think she's over six feet tall, and Fabio was like my height, like five ten, five eleven. And is there a picture he, of them? Yes, and he actually lifted her off her feet for the picture, and it was just like whoa, because like, <laughs> she was taller than him, yeah. so it was just kind of like holy shit. Pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Great day in the radio life of Steve. That's Chico. the picture but I want to see now. It's the yeah. one where Fabio is just yeah. I had a lot of fun on that show interning, but at the same time, it also was like, oh, so this is radio. Like, it's mm, it's yeah. an interesting industry, but there's I I think it was that day that I learned, oh, I don't think I want to deal with callers. Not that oh. day, but just that. Yeah. In general, screening callers as an intern is is painful. 
It is painful, especially trying to play the guessing game with which ones are fake and which ones are real. Because, you know, you get plenty of prank guys that try to do the, the baba booey to you and just think they're really funny and it'll just turn disastrous. Really I, quick, so. I can't imagine being the person that has, has to listen to the sports talk opinions that don't make the air. I feel like that's going to oh, be the most yeah, they're bad. agonizing job. And this history. was... So this was this was 07. So this is the Phillies team to beat year when Jimmy Rollins oh, came out and said they're the team to beat. And they struggled for a while that year. They they barely made the playoffs because they had that, that four-game sweep of the Mets to come back in September mm-hmm. that year. But it was kind of an agonizing summer because people kept... I mean, it, in radio, you have to bring that clip back out over and over yeah, and kind of yeah. throw it in their face uh, when they're struggling because that's just kind of how it is. So it... We had that. Uh, I believe the Mike Vick uh, dog story came out. Oh, yeah, dog yeah, yeah. story came out. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was an interesting time to be a uh, Tim Donaghy, I think, was the other big one, too, the basketball ref. I think that was how his name. Yes, yes, yeah, big was, one, yeah. big one. I still have – I should have you listen. I saved a bunch of the promos that I made from the time on the show. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, we should have the, the one other. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the one other thing I'll say on this is the, the toughest assignment I ever had as an intern was editing a Charlie Manuel interview to get rid of like stutters. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. Like, yeah, that must have been Because Charlie, everybody loves Charlie, but Charlie, you know, Charlie kind of talks like that. Or, you know, it's like, a, well, you know, man, like he just kind of rambles and, so, and he's not a lot of real words. I love him. But yeah, <laughs> it kind of makes it hard for yeah, a quote. Like yeah. Making making a thirty second promo with a Charlie clip from an interview is it's a five word sentence. It was tough. I think that was also around the time he tried to fight Howard Eskin, and that was uh, oh, I don't, great. I was not uh, that was before. Oh, uh, look that up sometime. Right. He it basically like he like challenged Howard Eskin. Like, How many people have? I mean, Howard's got to have a couple of people that have tried to come at him before, though. I mean, it can't be oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, but yeah, that's a. Uh, that was a, I, I do enjoy the Fabio story because you told me that before. <laughs> the Fabio story is great. And I will, I'm not going to post this on the Twitter. Sorry, not sorry. But if, uh, I will say if you see me at a Broad Street Hockey event, I will 100% show you the picture on my phone. So uh, if you see me there at a Broad go. Street Hockey event, I will definitely show you the picture. All you have to do is ask. All right. I think this is a good time to segue to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Now, Steve, they are 2-1-2 and two through five games. Uh, they This week, they beat the Binghamton Devils 4-1 to one on Friday. Uh, Farabee and Verobia have each scored. Frost had three assists. The Lions stopped 25-24. Uh, and then they lost to the Springfield Thunderbirds, the Panthers' uh, affiliate, 4-3 to three in a shootout loss. Frost roots off and NAK each scored and JF Ruby stopped 22 of 25. Also, Steve, I wanted to tell you this. Andy Walensky, your favorite former flyer, who is now a phantom. Uh, was <laughs> Jesus Christ. We should make fly probably Wellesley shirts. We should pretend like there's a big movement to get Andy Walensky up here. Call up Wait, Hashtag waiting Call for Walensky. Call up Wellesley. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Hashtag waiting for Wellesley. Waiting for yeah, Wellesley. We're just waiting for Andy Walensky to come up. Any day now. Uh, and then oh. I, Who was Andy Woodski? I don't. <laughs> I, I still don't know. I, you know what? I don't know if he's left-handed or right-handed. We got to figure. I don't that know out. what position it, he it plays. I don't know how old he is. I, I know, know he plays defense. Does he? I, I didn't know that. I got defense down. Everything, and I th- we're pretty sure that's his name. Everything else, 
Is it short for Andrew? Is it short for Andrew? I can't come up with a fake one. It's got to be Andrew, right? Like I try to Andy going back to the well. Will Andrin? Andrew Walensky. I like Andrakel. Uh, uh, Andrakel. There we go. Hashtag waiting for for Willsey. I waiting think that's what we're going to look for. So uh, I don't know what he plays. I think he's right-handed. He plays the uh, sax. He's not good, he plays though. the saxophone, which he, <laughs> we have to say is I, the official is the official instrument, instrument. of Flyperbole now. The saxophone. Saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take the uh, charge. It's a sexy sax man, man. That's my opinion. The one from the Andy Winkie still. And you can't see <laughs> yeah. it, but I'm doing the sax playing motion he does, which always cracks me up. <laughs> Andy Walensky, by the way, has not played a game for either the Phantoms or the the Flyers. I don't think yet, he's real. So. I think he's a made up person. He's like you Art Vandalay. If he doesn't play a game for the Phantoms or the Flyers the entire year, we'll look into it. I don't think I'm he gets a paycheck. Completely, if he play a game. I've. I've heard this name often. I still have not seen pictures of him. I know he was even in preseason games. I just ignored it. I don't. I didn't think that was I, real. I think he's fake. I think he's art, the Art Vandalay of hockey. <laughs> and you want to be my defenseman? That's what uh, Chuck Fletcher says every morning to him. <laughs> just walks in and crosses his arms. I like the picture. Uh, sometimes I like the picture Chuck Fletcher just fucking with the people that work at the Wells Fargo Center. Like, he'll call the guy in charge of music, and he's like, uh, you're, you're just going to play Seeger all tonight, right? And then the music guy's like, what? He's like, no, nah, I'm fucking with the LC at six. Night <laughs> moves! <laughs> just uh, just like, thought, the just flyer, thought like that. The Flyers score, and it's just like, turn the page. Goal <laughs> yeah. songs her strut. It's we just, just really... A thousand of plates. I want turn the page. It's just really somber, and everybody's like... Okay, I'm pumped up for that goal. Better than whatever. JVR's pumping his fist and it's just <laughs> out there in the spotlight. Jumping into the boards, fans are storming the ice. Everybody, there's just confetti everywhere, and then it's just Bob Seger playing "Turn the Page" in the back. I'm not Turn against it. Page. I don't know. That's that's why I like the picture Chuck Fletcher do. Uh, Derek Sedemar, we talk about him a lot on this podcast. One of my favorite flyers. Uh, Took part in his 2000th game as a member of the Flyers against the Oilers. He is, of course, the team's equipment manager. He's been around for a minute, as I just said, 2000 games. But uh, I say, I say, he is the seventh Flyer, in my opinion. He's always out there. He is, after the five skaters and the goalie, he has the most impact because he's handing people sticks. He's Can't like the stick. Beetle. He's like exactly. That's he's the Pete Best of the Flyers. <laughs> I say he's like the fifth Beatle, and that makes no sense to a lot of people. Uh, but well, yeah, I mean, you know, young people these days. So yeah, like, what, what is a Beatle? Yeah. yeah, they don't know. <laughs> pretty, pretty dumb. <laughs> Let me call you dumb. That's right. I'd, I would say you're insulting half our fan base, but I have literally no idea how old the people are that listen to this podcast. They could be any. Well, I already said the toddlers I are mean... listening, and I know that because toddlers always, you know, they come up to me in the street, they go, "Good podcast." I'm like, "Thank yeah. you, toddler." Yeah, I know. You, I know you're talking to kids on the street, and so don't, no, to... don't say that. That's don't say <laughs> no, that. I'm not like, and you know. uh, Steve's being arrested. Good night, and good hockey. No, I don't mean. You know, you're just you're hanging out with kids a lot. It's a whole thing. But anyway, the the the, the pocket ranges from uh, mm. zero to two and a half years old, I guess. Uh, then I guess up from there, people with GEDs, and then after that, people. <laughs> <laughs> People in their fifties that 
think like uh, high school dropouts who should have gotten their. So I think that's the range we're working. I love our listeners, by the way. Please don't anybody take this the wrong way. <laughs> Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Three minute podcast. Wait. Some person's just gonna listen to that one clip and be like, oh, "Fucking announcer! This co-host thinks he's better than us." This goddamn coastal elite just and yeah, I just all this. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Whenever I think of Craig Forsyth, I think of a coastal elite. Yeah, just me slowly pulling my glasses away from my face going, well, actually, and then just reading well, off a bunch actually. of Actually. I mean, that's fair. I, I am annoying with stats, so I, I can get how that angle comes about. Just me correcting people on fancy stats and whatnot. And now comes one of my favorite new segments on the show, in which Craig tells us about our hated rivals to the West, those coleslaw eaters themselves, the Pittsburgh Penguins, how they're struggling today. Yeah, so uh, new installment of Why the Penguins Suck this week. Uh, pretty much they're trying to cheat again. Alex Galchenyuk oh, wow. suffered a setback in his injury recovery last week because he suffered an allergic reaction to a spider bite. I'm sorry? Got a spider bite, had an allergic reaction, could not start his... Uh, recovering from his injury now he's got a spider bite yes you, i'm glad you were both on the same page here they're obviously trying to recreate another spider-man right yes like they, they're 100 percent. spider-man okay. would have the the agility now let's say the theoretically be a, a fantastic hockey player i i would think that this is something that those dirty scumbag pittsburgh penguins try to do irradiate a spider and then have it bite one of their penguins because also as we know book learning ain't so good out in pittsburgh Mm. Oh, no, I agree. No, that's but picture what books, I've been picture for books are, are very welcome in Pittsburgh. Picture books yeah. are, are all that. By the way, I read a, a ton of comics, so I'm not really one to dunk. <laughs> comics, I wanted to talk about this from a hockey angle, and I wanted to say uh, if they do recreate a Spider-Man who is able to use webbing on the ice to catch pucks going into their own net and can cause breakaways and whatnot, I want to re-examine the trade. Uh, I think the Penguins win that trade. I did not think they would be getting Spider-Man. Uh, Spider Man does well uh, when you trade uh, Hot Dog Man ball. for when you trade Hot Dog Man for Spider Man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna... you're you're usually winning the trade when you have Spider Man instead of Hot Dog Man. But in so. this case, Hot Dog Man scores a lot more goals than Spider Man, as uh, Spider Man is out for who knows how long. Yeah, yeah, and also, uh, I mean, they did lose in hilariously painful fashion tonight. The Penguins did. Uh, they had a look like a game time goal in under the last second of the game, Steve, and Vasilevsky made a goal line save with like 0.2 seconds left. And they just reviewed it for about 20 minutes on NBCSN, but uh, ended up losing the game. So that's why the Penguins suck this week. You know, Craig, you hate to see that. Yeah, it's so terrible. But I did want to say, uh, I I really enjoyed Mike Sullivan's quote on morning skates earlier this week because it's how I've always felt about morning skates, but I never really pushed the idea because i just maybe i thought I, I i was missing something there but i'm glad that an actual nhl coach doesn't understand morning skates as well so real quick i'm gonna run through what he said about uh morning skate he said quote for me they could be the most overrated things in hockey it's like why does the whole league have morning skates it reminds me of why my mother cut the sides of the hams off before she cooked them and i asked her why do you cut the side of the hams off? She said, I don't know, because that's what my mother taught me. So I asked my grandmother, why do you cut the sides of the ham before you put them in the oven? She answered, well, that was easy. I didn't have a pan that was big enough. 
right? Oh, so boy. That's, he's going for the... That's my analogy. He's going for... <laughs> he is going for... For ham edges? A ham edge analogy? But it makes sense. I get what he's saying. And it's pretty much just nobody's asking why we're doing this. And everybody keeps doing morning skates. And you have professional athletes just, you know, taken away from sleeping and rest. Just getting up and making sure they look good in a suit to go skate before they leave the building and come back and do the same thing later in the day. You're just exerting energy. And, you know, if you're playing a sport... Wouldn't you rather have the energy and maybe sleep more in, at night and not get up in the morning? I never understood it. I never understood the idea behind it. I don't know. But I, it was just funny to hear him say it, and I thought it was a uh, it was a good quote. Now. It is a good quote, and it, it kind of reminds me of our our good friend Chuck Fletcher, Chucky Two Trades himself. And who was his – who was the guy in Minnesota who – Fenton? Yeah, Paul Fenton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fenton. Uh, his the lizard oh quote, and what was Chucky two trades again? Was it seaweed? Uh, Justin Broad goes at attacking for or opposing forwards like seaweed. He's just moving hands and limbs. Like and seaweed, yeah. oh, just waving at everything. So we got the starfish, Andrew McDonald. We got seaweed out of Broad, all. Of course, <laughs> we have the lizard. Who was the lizard? Uh, Matt Zuccarello. That Matt Zuccarello. He was a Zucchi big off-season addition because. Uh, Fenton said he looked like a lizard out there just getting his stick on all pucks and everything. It was a terrible. Out of all the horrible food animal analogies, I think Sullivan has the best one with the ham edges. Morning say, we'll keep okay, track so of this. You're, you're, but, but I think your your NHL food ana- food animal analogy power rankings right now. Sullivan, Sullivan at the top. Ham edges. Yeah, ham edges at the top. I really like the lizard one, and it's the and it's an original. I think I put that one second. And then, um, and then Fletcher C. moved one. I forget what the other Fenton quote. Oh, uh, oh my God, what was the other one? He's talking about oh the lizard one. He just extended. I'll talk about a long stick and a great reach or something. It was a it was not a good not a good quote. But <laughs> that's almost as good as this this recent slam and Sammy. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> where there's a a tweet that a few people pointed out to us. Uh, where Sam Carcini, good good friend of the, of the show, slam and Sammy. He's been on before. Carcini. He loves us. Yeah. He, uh, he's been on numerous times. He's always like, hey, guys, how you doing? It's good to be back. But uh, Carcini, a couple days ago, uh, tweeted, in his NHL debut, Farabee had three shots in 1435. AV raved about his D. Well, hello. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a tweet. <laughs> so, to, to any mature person, this, of course, is nothing. This is However. A bucket. Uh, well, D clearly means defense, of course. <laughs> Let me go back to my study and light my pipe. But to two people who don't have studies or pipe tobacco pipes, let's just leave it there. Uh, to people like that, no, uh, you hear raved about his D. You're thinking, oh, it's all about that that D. A little bit of a uh, eye raising action. A little Millhouse raising his eyebrows, Kiff. A little, little bit of that l- stuff going on. A little on. bit of, oh yeah. D bow bow. Yeah, that's a. We got there. Annually, has to be at least one episode where we we do that song. <laughs> We did the Ferris Bueller song. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I, uh, it's been a it's been a, a minute since I've heard a good Carcini tweet where he doesn't realize the context of what he's saying. Like he just throws out something like that, like Av talking about D. So it's nice to see he's he still got it. Raved he still got about it. the D. <laughs> Raved about the D. Slamming Sammy is raving about the D. All right, all right. Uh, Actually, have- Av is raving about the D here. Yeah, AV won't stop talking about the D, and then Sam just Sam's just doing his job. He's reporting on. He's reporting the news. Sam is a reporter. He's professional. He is the top 
professional reporter in the Flyers organization. <laughs> uh, and speaking of reporting, Steve, uh, this isn't Take a joke. To the beats. Uh, I want to talk about the Donald Brashear story that was out last week, and unfortunately, mm. we didn't talk about it in the uh, in the moment, I guess, because of uh, stupid technology. But story came out, and I think it was up. up written on a couple different websites about how Don Brashear is not working at a Tim Hortons in Center City, Quebec. doesn't really matter. The point is, I didn't understand the point of these articles. I don't know why they were written. I don't think they need to be written. It sounds like Don Brashear might be in a little bit of a dire financial situation. He's going to Tim Hortons to make some money. That seems to be it. That's what it should be. He's a guy that needs to make money to make meets end. That's... I think this is, is, so the thing about this is, this is one of those stories that, you know, it's funny, I was just mocking maturity and all that, but this is a story that when I was younger and less mature, I definitely would have, like, mocked this and been like, what did he even do with his money? He made millions of dollars. But now that I'm older, and I I don't want to say wiser, because definitely not wise, but I, I understand that people have struggles and maybe millions of dollars while being still a substantial amount of money is not as much money as you might think it is. And listen, I mean, people got to do what they can to survive and they got to make ends meet. And I'm just glad he's out there and he is working. And I think a lot of people shared that sentiment. It was actually uh, a nice relief to see people not make fun of him for this, but rather just like, you know, say, Hey, I mean, the guy's he's, he's out there working. He's out there working a job. Uh, Leave him alone. Yeah, and also, we always hear these situations, like, I think of Jack Johnson's situation immediately, about how this guy that made millions of dollars, and now he's he had to start, or a couple years ago it came out that he was broke, because pretty much his family took advantage of him, and made it work to where they were pretty much taking all of his money from him as, like, his agent or whatever, whatever that crazy story was. But stupid shit like that comes up all the time with these players, where a lot of their money is going back to family members you don't hear about, or they have to pay agents, and they have to pay expenses like that. So it's not... A good chunk of their money is going towards staying in the league. And then also, I just... Like you are saying, I'm glad that the reaction was mainly, who the fuck cares? He needs to make money, and he's working at a job. Because that wasn't the tone that was coming through in a lot of these messages. Usually it was the headline, if he's working here, then they told you how much money he made during his career, and then they told you about how he went bankrupt a couple years ago. And it's just shitty reporting because you're already trying to make up the mind for the reader about a a non-story. You're putting – there's no reason there wasn't a North American crisis. What is Donald Prashir doing right now? We're all interested. It's a dude just trying to work a job, and that's a shitty story. And typically when I think what is is Donald Prashir doing, I just look up highlights from the Flyer Senators brawl from – was that 04? Yeah, yeah. I just look up Donald Brashear just beating people up on the ice, doing what he was best at in the NHL. Yeah, that's that. Oh my god, that 04 fight. I think of that uh, when he was on the Caps. I remember watching a game in high school where the Caps were up two nothing on the Bruins. I'll find this game because it did happen. It is real. The Bruins were down two to nothing to the Caps. Donald Brashear took a triple minor in the final half of the third period, and the Caps lost three to two. I don't know if it was called a short. He got three penalties at once, and I know what happened, and they ended up losing the game because of it. I'll have to look that up. Uh, that incident where he was walking by or skating by Shanahan after a fight and just socked him. There's a lot of stuff for Bashir on the ice, but the whole idea is like, I 
you know, I, I'm just curious as to why we're getting this update on Bashir, and I'm sure there are other guys in the league that are probably going through the same thing. So I just thought it was shitty that it came out of Bashir, uh, out about Bashir right now. It's not even about him being a former flyer. It's just if, you know, if a player is going through that after they were in the league. And a guy like this who took a lot of abuse in the league, like, I, I don't think we should have articles written mocking him. That's my stance. Also, it, it's not a good look either on one of the publications – Mixed up a picture of Don Bashir and George the Rock because that opens up another avenue. Boy, yeah. that's that's no good. Which I would like to ask that author: Could we get some updates on like Colt Nor or Chris Bark or any of these guys that were punching faces ten years ago that we don't hear about now or aren't in the media? Like Craig Berube? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's he? What's Craig Berube up to? Where are those articles now? But. I'm, I'll get off my soapbox now. No, I, I, and I, you're right. I, and I think a lot of people agree with you. Yeah, it's just like... It's, this I, I think that's kind of a relief. Yeah, it is yeah. journalism. And yeah, that's my point, yeah. I, I think it, it's just nice that the public seems to, seems to be agree. on the same side and, and agrees and is not dunking on this guy for just trying to make a living. And it's... Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's... I just wanted to... Uh, this was more, it was in the, the outline from last week. It was a big story last week, and it really, it's not often a story or, a, you know, something like this kind of grinds my gears and pisses me off. But the whole reporting of Don Brashear was irritating to me last week, because all, that's all. I just wanted to get that out there. Around the league time. <laughs> around the league. Around the league. Let's go into a full fun blast of Around the League. So on waivers today, Jonathan Erickson. Cleared waivers. He was reporting to Detroit's AHL team, Grand Rapids. Lightning placed Daniel Walcott on waivers. Nico Hischer stays in New Jersey for seven years, $7.25 million a year. Brian Boyle signs a one-year deal with the Panthers for nine hundred and forty k. Not not the worst signing for the Panthers, uh, who look okay so far this year. Uh, Matthias Leferriere signed uh, his ELC this week. He was a 19-year-old center taken in the sixth round of the 2018 draft by the Blues. Uh, Nashville signed their first-round pick, Philip Tomasino, and their second-round pick, Igor Afeniseyev, uh, from the 2019 draft to ELCs this week. Uh, the Panthers traded defenseman Ian McCaution to the Blackhawks for forward Alexi Sorella. Miko Rantanen is now week-to-week with a class case of the LBI. John, Tavores, John Tavares is out one more week with a broken finger. John Tavares is his John Tavares. <laughs> Lesser-known... And he had Canadian stuff in his bedroom going on. I had, I forget what I said. I had one really bad uh, mispronunciation last week, which is, I mean, bad for me because I know how bad I usually am with him, but I'll have to go back and find it. Uh, Colin White out five weeks with a hip flexor injury. Jordan Martinuk is out six to eight weeks with a core muscle injury. Nicholas Jalmerson expecting to miss three months with a cracked fibula. Woof. Uh, Connor Murphy out at least 11 games with a groin injury. Mark Latestu is out at least. The, until the end of October with an undisclosed injury. Thanks, uh, Jets. Richard Panic is week-to-week with a class case of the UBI. I guess thanks, Caps, to uh, forward Joachim Nygaard. Uh, Oilers forward is out one three weeks with a rib injury. Valentin Zykov of the Golden Knights has suspended 20 games for juicing. Uh, my favorite is George McPhee's quote about this, because I believe Zykov came out and said he wasn't aware what he was doing is wrong. And George McPhee came out and said, quote, needless to say, we're extremely disappointed with the result, but we are very supportive of the program. Fortunately, Zykoff knowingly took supplements, tested positive and suspended, and we support the suspension. So this sounds like a guy 
who will be a free agent in about a month. So if you guys want Valentin Zykoff, uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, granted a leave of absence from Vancouver. That's probably old news now. That was from <laughs> the notes last week. Uh, Victor Olofsson set a record by being the first player to open their career with seven power play goals. Uh, and power play goals were first recorded back in 1933-34. That's VM Adam Gretz. And then last but not least, Steve, uh, and not hockey related, but I wanted to share this because we talked about uh, Peter Cech last week and the helmet and everything, uh, the soccer goalie. So many commented on the BSH post. Uh, Steve H2331 commented. Not not me. <laughs> not Steve, yeah. Commented and said that he wore the mask because he suffered an on uh, on-field injury that almost killed him, looked into it, he slammed his head into the goalpost, became a whole thing. They thought he wasn't going to live and like he had to be rushed to the hospital. Yeah. Started playing again because he wore the protective helmet and that's why he wears it. So, you know, if the, it's not a stupid looking helmet now. It's it, it's acceptable that he wore it. But also in that game, I will say, uh, apparently in that same game, because I was reading about it, the backup goalie that came in also left the game with a concussion. So then the team's captain, John, John Terry, who if you watch soccer, you probably know him, who was a center backer, had to play goalie for the rest of the game. So that was just a crazy soccer game that I wanted to share with everybody. And also explain. I actually didn't know such a thing existed as a crazy soccer game. So that's that's actually the news that I there, Yeah, I know. Two goalies just suffering extremely serious injuries resulting in a position player going in that. <laughs> I wonder, that's got to be, I mean, that's got to be way less likely than a uh, position player pitching a baseball, right? I, I would think so. Yeah, because, I mean, that happened like... I think Chris Davis pitched like three times this year. I mean, that might just be a skill comment on the Orioles, but I, mean, I know he. The thing was in. about the thing about the soccer. game I went to, he pitched actually. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, so the one, sorry, the game I went to was I went with my friends, uh, Mickey and Mike. We went. They were down ten nothing in the third, and they were like, "Well, fuck this," and we left, and we started drinking at a bar, and then we caught the end of the game at the bar, and Chris Davis was on the mound, so we could have seen Chris Davis pitch, but also, like I said, it was a ten nothing Orioles game in the third inning, so like. You, know, Wait, you didn't want uh, to spend $12 on beers for the rest of the game? for like- Also, they were playing the Twins. It's Camden Yards. Not exactly packed with the Orioles fans. And we, uh, coincidentally, bought tickets the row behind like traveling Twins fans. So we were in center field and like five rows of Twins fans were just losing their shit after every run. And we were like, all right, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. This is not a good time. <laughs> not the ideal but- O's experience right there. <laughs> no. I mean, there's not many of them, but that was, that's probably the worst of the worst right there. What, what, what I was honest. what I was gonna say is that you never really think of soccer as a high impact sport where guys can get hurt like that, but it, it's oh, yeah. deceptively dangerous sometimes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a lot of stuff in the in the the box, like when they're doing corner kicks and everything, because players going off for headers, they either slam heads or like they're heading the soccer ball, and just shit happens when they go up. I think that's. I think that's when the worst happens. I also. Don't know what I'm talking about when it comes well to anything, but especially soccer. I don't know what I'm talking about. I agree with you, and I also don't <laughs> know what I'm talking about. It's a good podcast. This is a good podcast we got going on. This, this is, is not uh, a soccer podcast, for the record. This is not a soccer podcast. I will it's say a hockey podcast. If we're being it, honest, it's kind of a hockey podcast. It's a little bit of a hockey podcast. Yeah, I'd say Mainly. it's it's a solid thirty to forty percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of it, like twelve percent guy Getty. It's not quite not enough of a hockey podcast for me to tell like a random person who doesn't like hockey to listen to it, but it almost is. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. 
it is kind of a hard sell to tell somebody that doesn't like hockey to listen to a two-hour podcast about hockey. And that they'll like it. They will, though, because, I mean. Like, even the batch update. Even the batch update has a healthy injection of hockey into it. Luke Pither <laughs> yeah. reason there. <laughs> yeah, a couple speaking, months counting. Yeah, yeah, we're almost there. Almost oh, yeah. there. Uh, speaking of the nonsense, quick couple shout-outs here. Pardini36 sent us the Governor of Tasteville costume <laughs> from Spirit Halloween. I don't know if it's a Photoshop or if it's real. I, I'm assuming it's real because they come up with the most outrageous, best uh, fake Halloween costumes. And the Governor of Tasteville, which inclu- I think it's fake, but it doesn't matter. It includes sunglasses, fake goatee, bowling shirt, and donkey sauce. Uh, if, if Whatever it is, I love it. It's great. And Governor of Tasteville, and a number of people yeah, Governor of Tasteville. with mule sauce instead of donkey sauce. So. <laughs> mule sauce is good too. Yeah, that's I didn't a see great, some of those. <laughs> great alternative name to the donkey sauce. So shout out there. Uh, what the other shout out I wanted to give is uh, a more unusual one and far less earned. But guess what? I'm going to fulfill it because they literally asked for a shout out for no reason. Coots forty one. Can I get a shout out? On the next app for no reason. So here is your shout out for no reason. Hell yeah, Coots41. Thanks for uh, making us talk about you. I kind of hate you. I don't know who you are, but thanks for uh, stopping by. That was a good, that was a good <laughs> shout out. Thanks for stopping yeah. by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good. I like interacting with the fans, telling them that I'm not. You're a, a man yeah. of the people, Craig Forsyth. A Thank man you. of the people. I know. Yeah, you don't need the. I get it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm done. We're We're done. I'm done. Yeah. If you have any comments for Man of the People, Craig Forsyth, you can reach him on twitter.com.edu.ca.org. Craig can be found at Sports Are Bad. Yeah, and for right now, it's just going to be a lot of the line-by-line stuff, as you guys know. So uh, it's I am going to do the rewatch of the Golden Knights game right now, actually. And then I should have everything done by tomorrow. It might post late tomorrow it's probably gonna post friday i think but i will say i'm happy i i'm finally gonna be caught up with the games so i will be done writing about all the games that are done and when i watch the blackhawks tomorrow night i can go right into just breaking down the blackhawks games because that's what's that's what's delayed the second one is i was still working on that first one through monday morning (laughs) and they had played another game so then the stars analysis got pushed back and now the golden knights one's getting pushed back but hopefully after this one, everything is kind of up to date, and I can start getting them out uh, a little more smoothly. Fun fact: but, Craig doesn't actually sleep. Yeah, it, it's a lot. I'll tell you what. I like you just <laughs> said you're about to watch that game. It's eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Yeah, I mean, you guys should know I'm weird, so I just don't. I just don't fucking sleep. So I'm gonna be. Up. I sent Craig. I sent Craig, and here's a little tip. I'm working on a new podcast intro, and I sent Craig a snippet of what I was working on yesterday. And he responded to me at 4 a.m. <laughs> I got done. I got done watching the stars game. Yeah. So I just thought I'd send it your way. Just let you know. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. I don't know what you guys want. Yeah, I know. I get it. I love you. Cause you're a weirdo. Thank you. And I love you guys because you are normal somewhat. Well, actually none of you are normal. Probably. If you listen to this. But that's also why we love you. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good... we, we love you all. We, we bring you love. So, you can find Craig at Sports Are Bad. Listen to line after line, and is that is that read as well, or is that just read as well? Line after yeah. line. Yeah, that's the uh, I'm I've 
I'm starting to get down the process too, so I can put more in the post. So hopefully, hopefully, I don't get everybody everybody's hopes up, but I'm I'm hoping for a a play breakdown where I can actually use pictures no fancy gifts or anything because i i think i need a better computer or if anybody <laughs> knows how to i should say if anybody knows how to create gifts on a chromebook please let me know and i will uh say thank you before i use that information <laughs> I, I don't know i'll think of something to give you if you tell me there you go yeah and it works go. yeah so that's maybe it. try giphy maybe try giphy I, yeah uh yeah it's a thought i yeah. <laughs> You can uh, you can find Greg at Sports or Bad. You can find me at Fly Purbly or at Esteban, but make it Fly Purbly for all your hockey talk. And I just wanted to plug real quick uh, a little podcast podca- podcast project. It's the end of the night, and that's what happens. Uh, <laughs> podcast project. We have been working on our new weekly short show, Flyers Forecast, where we are previewing the week ahead for the Flyers. Uh, I'm enjoying putting that together. It's a little bit of a I do. field and fly purpley. Yeah, I like it too. Actually, it's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more uh, chalk talk. Not really an outline. It's, it's a. It's more hockey. Yeah. It's more straightforward because we're we're literally just previewing the week ahead. But we're doing a 20 to 30 minute preview show. Uh, Flyers forecast. You can find that weekly. We're trying to record that Sundays for uh, putting out on Monday. And also, uh, Kelly Kelly Hankel is putting together Box. the BSH brief. Yeah. Which is also very good. That's mine. It's very good. I'm I'm very I'm just glad we've kind of made these bookend podcasts yes. for the week. Yeah. Because you've always got you've always got the middle of the week or the end of the week sometimes with BSH radio and Flyperbole. But to have something to start the week and something to end the week, I think that's really nice and a nice bookend to everything. Yes. Oh, also I like Fire Forecast because it is a nice uh if people like this show and they know their friends don't want to listen to a two hour long podcast, this, it would be a nice, a nice intro to see if somebody would like it. Just say, it yeah, would be just stick your just toes in the tell water all your family go. and friends, the people you work with people you haven't talked to in years, just post it on Facebook, share with everybody, make sure the word gets out, you know, that type of thing. You just want a little bit of Big Al. Yeah, just a portion. Just a little bit of donkey sauce, just like a taste. <laughs> a donkey a sauce taster, spoon. that's where you yeah, get it. That's, that's, that's what you can call the Flyers forecast, the donkey sauce taster. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's a quarter of the way to Flavortown. Yeah, on the way. He's, the reviews are in. <laughs> quarter of the way to Flavortown. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, they're talking about Bob McKenzie right now. On uh, Oh, he's answering a... F- Oh, that was the other shout out. I almost forgot about that. Uh, Kurt, our own Kurt, are tweeted at Bob McKenzie with an Ask Bob question. Did Fly Purpley kill the Bobcast? So we are eagerly waiting to see if we did, in fact, kill the Bobcast. <laughs> yeah, he's saying it right now, but I got it on mute. We'll find out. He'll, he'll let us know. Okay. Whatever. We'll find out tomorrow. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. <laughs> Keep listening. Big, tense moment here for Fly Purpley. <laughs> Because if we killed the Bobcast, there goes the Bob bump. It's all done for. I'm just waiting for Bob McKenzie to come in and go, oh, yeah, I read that there was a podcast called Flyperbole out there. And I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Once Bob McKenzie saw the words Flyperbole, he was like, Jesus, what you know, am I maybe hockey doing? reporting is not for me. Maybe I just need to get out of this game. And that's and, how uh, Bob McKenzie Vineyard started. Yeah. Hell, he can. I'll tell you what. That guy can bottle some wine. I mean, you know. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
sure. <laughs> what a weird. <laughs> oh, one other yeah. one other fly perfectly related note. Eagles play the Bills this weekend. I know we're not excited about the Eagles, but friend of the show Cole Beasley is on the Buffalo Bills. So next week, we I think we're going to have to get a full Beasley recap and see yeah. if the Eagles are the presidents of the United Hate of America or if they are saying sorry, not sorry to beating the Buffalo Bills in their home stadium. And I will say, why am I not doing news- the promos for Fox? This is perfect. Come on. <laughs> I will say it's it's a good thing for Cole Beasley is going to go up against the Eagles secondary because then he's in order for like a 300 yard game, maybe eight to nine touchdowns. Oh, you're telling me I'm sure 80 stings no worth of offense. <laughs> yeah, sure. 80 catches, 2,000 yards, and we'll have to watch highlights of Jalen Mills getting uh, burned at the line of scrimmage. <sighs> so I'm excited. It's great. Yeah, he just, he, leave him alone. He just came back. It's all the other. Hey. It's amazing that he is who I'm focusing on. It's everybody else in that secondary. It's, <laughs> it's something. Uh, I fucking uh, we're this. I'll tell you what, not excited about the Eagles. Go right now. Flyers and Sixers. Hooray. Yeah, Sixers look good tonight. Sixers look good tonight. Oh, well, they look sloppy tonight, but they did still dominate it. A win's so. a win, especially over the Celtics, who they couldn't beat the last two years. So that's yeah. that's where we're at. But cool. uh, yeah. and the Flyers back on track. And hopefully sure. keep it going against the the Blackhawks, Blue yeah. Jackets, and Islanders. But we could have told you that if you listen to the Flyers forecast. Wow. Oh, what yeah. That's on a you connection guys. that was. <laughs> and BSH Brief, follow Broad Street Hockey and BSH Radio on Twitter. All that good stuff like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook. And be sure to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Cole Beasley's podcast service that he loves so much. And I can't even think of a good name for, and we're done. That's it. That's all there is. And until next time in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah!